Welcome in, everyone, on another episode of the Outside of the Lines podcast. Today, we had a really great interview with Bryce Borchelor, the creator of the social media account, Iowa Chill, as well as a co-host on the Iowa Chill Show podcast. So make sure you go check them out. But he gave some really great insight on the upcoming Cyhawk matchup, as well as the UNI Panther game on Saturday. You know, was a UNI grad and born and raised an Iowa fan. So it was really fun to pick his brain on all of that stuff. Uh, after the interview, we will go through a season preview, so make sure you stick around for that. We'll give you some game predictions, what we think the win-loss record will be. Uh, and as always, today's episode is presented by BNC Fieldhouse. We love BNC Fieldhouse. Ben Singh is a living legend in, in Ames, Iowa. If you're ever in AJ's Ultra Lounge, BNC, or Mickey's, make sure you give, uh, you know, say hi to Ben. And they got the best drink deals in all of Welch Avenue, as well as, you know, always has the sports games on. And, um best place to watch Iowa State play. But without further ado, you know, please help us in welcoming on Bryce. And as always, roll clones. Welcome in, everyone. We are so pumped to have Bryce Borchelor here, who, who is the creator of the Iowa Chill social media account, as well as co-host of Iowa Chill Show podcast, and more importantly, just a well-known Iowan and you and I, Panther. So, Bryce, I was pumped when you said you would come on because, I mean, obviously – Iowa Chill, very, you know, very close brand to all Iowans. And specifically, our first two games of the season are you and I and Cyhawk, which I'll be the first one to admit, I don't know much about you and I this year. So I don't know if this is a softball question for you, but I really just kind of want to know, like, you know, who do you think are some players to watch out for for this game on Saturday? And, you know, how do you think it's going to go? What's your prediction? I got to give a shout out to Zach Kibbe, good buddy from uh, the Cedar Falls area. Uh, the do-it-all safety, punt, coverage, long snapper, part-time, six-strength quarterback, uh, all jokes aside, I actually haven't looked too much into the Panthers. I know that they played their spring season last, uh, what, March, April, May, and I don't think it was a great season. I hope that it can be a little bit better, but I haven't I haven't looked too much into the Panthers. I, I went to UNI from 14 through 17, born and raised a Hawkeye fan. Uh, not not biased towards the Hawks too much, but uh, de- definitely that's where my heart lies. So I, I got to, you know, do my due diligence and check into the Panthers a little bit more. I, I was a big fan back in the day with like Eric Sanders and obviously David Johnson. Um, I actually played against Eli Dunn, who was a quarterback when I was going to school. Uh, he oh, was wow. a Grinnell, Grinnell alum. Uh, that was kind of like our rival. So, you know, since I graduated, I have not been a great UNI Panther fan, but um Always scats for life, you know. Yeah. Hey, well, Bri- I am- hey Bryce. Uh, you could have just lied and just said that they're going to be better than Nebraska this year, and all of us would have been like, "Yeah, he really knows what he's talking about," because they're almost <laughs> yeah, dude, guaranteed I- to be better than Nebraska this year. You know, we just we're hopping on now the day after that they lost their debut game, and that makes me happier than anybody. <laughs> so funny, Man. especially when you start lobbing some uh, parlay bets that Illinois is going to win and you get that under 52 and a half like life is good <laughs> i bet i took that exact same bet parlayed both of them it was easy money it's, it's, honestly it's easy money were you freaking out when they uh when they were going for the field goal i'm like well it's probably gonna wash out but dude yeah, missed it oh, anyway absolutely. that was great yeah I i've mean, never been more excited off a missed field goal in my life or missed extra point i should say dude they are a mess uh scott frost not what they wanted to have happen there i mean lots of hype going in and then couple bad seasons not stringing anything together and I don't know if you guys saw this but they have recruiting allegations now that they were tampering with recruits 
So they're just going in a downward spiral. Yeah. yeah. Bring back Bo. Yeah, for real, right? They need the, so, they need the 90s back. Does anyone, can someone enlighten me on the whole situation with Frost and those allegations? So he was like a, an improper use of analytics. How the hell can that even happen? I don't know. And you bet your ass Nick Saban's doing it. Oh, yeah, probably. Just smart enough to not get caught. <laughs> right. What a kick in the face. You have these like, what, rebuilding years, and then you're rebuilding to damn near no results. And then now you're facing that. I, my guess is he's out by the end of the year. Yeah, I thought the if he holds around. I thought the funniest part. So, so they got in trouble because they were holding practice outside when the Big Ten said no practice because of COVID, and so they were practicing for whatever those two months, which is the funniest part because they were one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. So not only did they get, and I'm from Nebraska, so I I, I am open to saying they suck, but that's the funniest part. <laughs> it's that. It's that uh, they still had like four wins after getting those two extra months of practice. Sorry, State. The uh, then, uh, the hard thing with you know we have a state of three million. We have two major programs. Uh, I which is impressive in itself, right? Like uh, there's plenty of people that are like, there's no reason why Iowa should have two major D1 programs like that in, in the size of a state like this. Uh, but to be competitive, uh, really, I, I would expect both teams to be above six, seven wins. Um, hopefully like historic years for Iowa state, like that's going to be pretty cool. And, um, like I said, you know, went to you and I, uh, my parents went to you and I, and that was kind of like a big leading factor, uh, but grew up an Iowa fan and have always supported the, the clones too. And it just is like, you know, maybe on Cyhawk game, you like, you, you choose a side, but kind of throughout the year, you're rooting for upsets against Oklahoma state or Oklahoma, Texas. And that's been fun. And, um, I'm sure you guys are hearing all this buzz about, them changing conferences and whatnot and then you know maybe you can get into that but kind of cool just to see the you know come from the bottom matt campbell changing the doing what scott frost didn't do you know and uh, changing the whole culture so that's been pretty cool i'll be, well, I'll be one for thing fun. so that's one thing i really respect about you i um i'll be the first one to say i used to be that way i used to cheer for iowa when they weren't playing iowa state would always go for the upsets if they're playing ohio state stuff like that um, and I think I might have a very toxic high school friend group, but I'm in a group where pretty much everyone is an Iowa fan aside from me and maybe a couple other guys. And, um, you know, we don't have to talk about the win loss record over the past couple decades, but it's been brutal. And especially when I went to school at Iowa state and my other friends went to school at Iowa, the fandom just became more of a fanatic. Right. And, uh, and I, I full-fledged just cheer against Iowa now. And I know yeah. that's not a good way to be just as an Iowan, just because growing up, I did cheer for Iowa when they weren't playing Iowa State. But I, I can't with a good heart say that I cheer for Iowa. I mean, at times, I I think it's more so because I have a little bit more sympathy toward Nebraska, but I'm even cheering for Nebraska over Iowa. And I don't know how the hell that even happened. For so sure. I guess, you know, how, how can you balance that out? Because I really am impressed by it because I've tried to do it and – Honestly speaking, I can't, <laughs> so, you know, it makes sense for you guys, especially as you're kind of evolving in like the first little bit of like your careers, you're out of school now. I mean, you got that school pride, obviously by nature. Um, but for us, it's like, if Iowa state is doing well, that's good buzz. That's good content for us. You know, if I was doing well, it's good content. So um, it's easier than you'd think because it's when someone's excited and like, it's, you know, there's a frenzy in the state, like that's good for, us as far as content creators so um it's really been easier than 
um, you'd think. And then, you know, I explained my background. So like, it's kind of just perpetuating the same feelings that I've always had. And now it's, it's fun. Cause like, you know, not in the same conference yet. And, you know, maybe in a couple of years, Iowa state could hop over to the big 10 or uh, maybe not, but you know, it's, it's just been good to see both schools doing well because it just brings more hype to the state of Iowa as a whole. Yeah. So on that same page though, when it comes, so I, I'm a big fan of Iowa chill and been following it for a while and your content is weirdly wholesome. And that's what I'm also very impressed by because what I personally like, at least with Barstool and outside the lines is you can kind of throw trash talk in as a supposed to be at least unbiased Iowa chill account, you can't really always dive into that. Maybe you can report who's, you know, trash talking who maybe, but if you yourself get into it, then you might lose some credibility. So has there ever been times where you're like, Oh man, this guy is just giving me a lob. I need to just spike it in his face, but I can't because I have to be somewhat impartial here. Yeah. And so my buddy and I really kind of kicked this off. We've got four partners that are in the business side of things. And that started kind of like end of 2017, start of 2018, kind of launched e-com store and all that stuff. The guy that originally founded the pages was diehard Iowa, still is obviously. Um, so he was a little bit less impartial. Uh, and if there were those lobs, like he would, he would definitely take a side um, as we've kind of like evolved. And you've got, I mean, we've got a following in like every little town and obviously in, in the major college towns as well. And it's been my personal philosophy and, and I'm doing a lot more of the content nowadays uh, to be a little bit more impartial this summer um, we tweeted something or we yeah tweeted slash Instagram all, all this all the stuff put out oh Iowa is going to be able to have drinks at the game um, and you know all the comments are like these guys are so biased towards Iowa City and the Hawks like it's unbelievable and it's like yeah it's just like whenever news comes right like 801 day it's, it's the best time to post cyclone stuff like a lot of exactly going and like we're in the mix of like curating content that's submitted and also like creating some stuff on twitter every once in a while a video here and there that was really the goal of the podcast was to kind of get more of a voice behind the people that are behind it um so like you know we're kind of at the mercy of whatever people send in but at the same time trying to make sure it's equal and everybody feels like they're a part of you know the state as a whole mm-hmm um so what kind of inspired you to create the account so my buddy took over a trash talking page from north north central iowa uh, like kind of an anonymous submission page on twitter and when he went to you and i he's like yeah i think i can keep this going and just make it like a broader thing so kind of when everyone was doing like you and i confessions or um you know your hometown shit talk page it, it was kind of like a okay get some of those elements and put them into like the broader state and then really hit home like the locations the um the, the obviously curate stuff that's going to be fun not clickbaity but stuff that's going to be exciting to view um so it really started with the twitter and snapchat submission stuff and then evolved into the, the instagram and facebook kind of when i became involved in 2018 and then obviously now you got TikTok and Twitch and all the other stuff too. So just kind of slowly evolving and, um, you know, the content side of things will always turn and change as people, you know, view uh, differently or consume content differently. But, you know, the, the ideas and the principles will stay the same. Just like we live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> we all have similar upbringings. Um, and then, you know, we have our things that we're passionate about, you know, drinking beer and watching college football. So. 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, what's impressive. been your favorite sort of like social media to to work at or um, kind of create content for? Uh, which platform? Yeah, yeah. Which platform do you kind of enjoy doing the most? I'm not a, I'm not great at TikTok, um, but I I think that that's the one that we can grow at the most. I think we could find our lane there. And I just, I'm struggling to figure out like a lot of the content that we get gets taken down. So like our best stuff can't go on there. Like our TikTok would be so much more active, but it, like we're banned every other week just because we posted like three things in a row that get taken down. Like all the 801 day stuff got taken down. So that's the biggest challenge right now. Um, I, you know, for three, four years, especially during the height of like both he and I making content, it was Instagram. Twitter was really fun in a resurgence in like 2016, 17, 18. Um, I, I like Twitter personally. That's a, I spend a lot of my time there. I don't do a whole lot on Instagram anymore. Uh, Snapchat's fun for us because we get so many people sending in crazy videos. So you just see a bunch of wild stuff. So how long has Iowa Chill been a thing? You said you came on in 2018. So was it created in 2018? Yeah, the official business was created in 18. So he... Uh, okay. He was running the pages for a few years before that, and um, we were pretty close. We we did a lot um, of like partying and that kind of thing at you and I. And he's like, "Hey, I see like what you're doing out of college now, and you think we can monetize this thing?" I didn't even I didn't know that he was doing it at the time. And so, um, is this Nate, by the way? That's Nate. Yep. Okay. Yep. And he uh, he kind of was like, "Hey, like I trust you to put a team together." Um, so I kind of went into my Rolodex and I'm like, this guy does digital, um, marketing. This guy does e-commerce sales, like running a thrift shop page. That's DJ Scott's still in Cedar Falls. Um, and just kind of built a team out of that started the LLC, launched our e-com stuff. Um, and just like slowly have tried to evolve and, and change with the times and, uh, you know, put out cool merch and, uh, make quality partners like Casey's and cookies and all those guys. Um, and just kind of like really turn it into a real thing. So it's been a fun challenge. Man. Yeah, it's definitely been a lot of fun to to watch Iowa Chill grow. And I mean, like I said, I always just think it's super impressive that, you know, I'll, I'll just, I'm, I'm not making any sense here. But with Barstool, it was sometimes easy to create content just because, you know, they knew the brand already of Barstool. And yep. it's kind of, it sometimes can be an easy brand to run because a lot of it is just trash talking. A lot of the content just falls in your lap. But what I see with, with what you guys do with Iowa Chill, if you just scroll through a Twitter account, some of it is crowdsourced content, you know, just videos that you probably get through the DMs. But a lot of it is just memes that you create. And this is a stupid question, but, you know, do you just have like a library full of memes on your phone or how do those come to you? Because sometimes I see them and I get pissed off myself for not thinking of it first because it appears almost so simplistic. And until I see it on Twitter and then I'm like, Oh, why the hell didn't I think of that? Yeah. Uh, to be clear, I have 10,000 photos and videos on my phone. Holy um, shit. <laughs> so that's, that's memes. That's like submission, su- submitted content. Um, Nate was a mastermind at that really, really good at like seeing a trend and the way that something was structured and then just basically repurposing, you know, the eight principles of things that like everyone can relate to. So it was always relatability timeliness and you know the way that people wanted to consume it and he did it he really taught me how to do it and so for about two two and a half years now I've been creating content and like you just kind of do it enough to the point where it's like you know at this time at this um you know sometimes you need this 
video. Sometimes you need that, like just kind of like a keep your pulse on what the what the vibe is for the for the week for the day. Nice. All right, I got a a, a Cedar Fall. We gotta have a little Cedar Falls dive. So we, my we favorite can... kind of dive. All right. Um, where are you going out on in the hill? And what's like your favorite restaurant you have too? In college, I spent most of my time on the hill and <laughs> it was at that, like Social House was really new. And that's, I think, still the best bar there. Shout out to Jorge and those guys run Social House. Still a fun, fun bar. And they added the rooftop. Great place rooftop to hang out. Nice. Uh, my first, I think, adult beverage on the hill was at Suds. Suds is an iconic spot. Um, Got to go to Sharky's. Um, <laughs> little bigs was a thing for a while and that's going to be actually a brand new thing they're they're owned by the social house people so they're gonna they're not even announcing what it is yet i think they're gonna unveil it this this fall semester but uh, that was a fun spot too and the great part is you're what you can hop to every bar in about a minute so i was i was all over the hill when i was in college and then uh really my favorite spots now are downtown on main street they've done a great job on main street roxy voodoo derringers the toad horny toad i mean we still <laughs> spend a, a good amount of time here so i like downtowns a lot better but which one i said i, I like downtown a little bit more but yeah me too old now, so. well, and obviously just as you kind of like for a while i graduated in three years and, and moved to cedar rapids to work for a consultant in, in uh the corridor area and um, then came back and worked with Nate and the guys in Cedar Falls. And at that time I saw a lot of friends there. And then as everyone kind of moves away and you become more of an adult, like you spend less time on the Hill and more time on main street happened to be a great time because they're investing a lot of, uh, time and money into making that really cool. So, uh, still actually go there quite a bit. Um, there we go. Uh, my girlfriend's parents live up in Waverly and so okay. we will visit often so still spend a, quite a bit of time that down on main street so why why did you choose you and i instead of iowa because you said you grow up or grew up diehard hawk i think i know that your parents went to you and i was there any other you know reasoning behind the you and i decision or was it pretty much just it felt like home yeah my, I, like i said both my parents went there and so we would go for tailgates football games and it was really just like kind of a natural indoctrination i guess um iowa city seemed big i'm from pella and, you know, that seemed like a big jump. And I think Nate would say the same thing. It just seemed like we could easily get sucked up into the party scene. And really, I, my, my focus was to get out of, like, spend as little amount of money on college as possible um, and, you know, get out, start making some money. And, you know, you and I was going to be the most affordable. It was what I knew the best. And, and really, like, looking back, had a good time. I probably would have liked Iowa City. I spent a lot of time there. Um, but it was, it was a good place to go. Good school. Yeah. What, what, what I found so interesting, you know, Iowa state versus Iowa, at least. And again, I, I spent a, a couple of nights in Cedar Falls, honestly with new, but I'm much more aware of, I guess, Iowa city's scene and their bar scene is just, you know, bring in your fake ID and you're good. I run yeah. into some high schoolers while you're there. And then, uh, Iowa state's is complete opposite. You know, if you, try and bring a fake into any of those bars on Welch Avenue. They're kicking you out. Um, maybe unless you know someone, you know the bouncer. But that was what I really appreciated about Iowa State. You know, if you were underage, there were still you know, plenty of other functions to go to, such as, you know, parties with your friends. But then once you turn of age, of course, the bar scene is is very uh, is very good. At, at yeah, Iowa, and, and then you read out all the, the younger kids, which is like, 
it yes. can be fun. Like that's why Iowa City was so fun those first couple of years, just because like you were like part of the in crowd. And then when you're mm-hmm. like a little bit older, like you have way less of the riffraff at at the bars, and that's really fun too, because you just know like all these people are your age. And it, it mm-hmm. I think honestly, Ames is probably doing it better than Iowa City in that regard. But um, that's kind of what I appreciated about it. Yeah. And it, it felt like you turned 21 when you turned 21. Yeah. You know, and um, houseboy scene in Ames is great like too. Dynamics though. For sure. But yeah, and they are. Uh, you and I had a good mix of that too. I mean, that's what I spent a lot of my freshman year doing. Um, just obviously like don't want to get in too much trouble with the fake ID and everything. And that's a yeah. whole other story. Um, but yeah, like it, it does have its pros and cons for sure. But I'm, I'm up for any, if I get a chance to go to Ames, I'm always down to hit the, uh, hit the Welch Ave. Yeah. Do you think there's ever any sort of side of Visha. I don't think it will happen with Wendy Winterstein, but do you think down the road Visha could ever be a thing? Because I mean, if you do look at it, they brought in so many donations. There was a lot of positive things that came from Visha. And I guess my first question is, have you ever attended um, you know, a Visha week before? No, it was before my time. So my good buddy from high school, older sister, uh, was at was there during the height of Visha. Well, I guess the height of the party Visha. And I think the only way that that comes back is if you really rebrand it as like getting back to the culture of the arts. And then also it's a good time to party. You know, like it can't be, I even fear about 801 day. You know, we got a lot of comments on our stuff and like, they're like, this is the exact kind of shit. Like some girl jumping out of the house. This is the stuff that canceled Visha. And I'm like, true, you know, like, at some level it's like up to the kids to be responsible and, and, you know, to take care of themselves. And at the same time, like admin and city and um, you know, the people that are in charge of protecting everyone are going to be like, yeah, that's, that's just a bad idea. So I think if it can get rebranded, then it could totally come back, but it can't be just the absolute debauchery that it was the last couple of years. No. You brought up a double entendre right there. You said college kids and responsibility. So yeah, like it's just not going to happen, right? And like, yeah, that's the problem. It's like two grades at that time in between being like a kid and in between being adult. Like, you you give a lot of responsibility to people that aren't necessarily ready to be a grown up yet. So I don't see it changing. I and it's going to change if it is going to come back. It's going to be like your grandpa and grandma's version of like. <laughs> all right, this is a good time and it's safe, but safe isn't always the most fun. So we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'd love for it to come back, but. Well, I was, I was pretty pissed off because I, um, I never went up to Visha, uh, you know, in high school or anything like that. And I just said, I'll have my time. I'm going to Iowa state. And then the year I go up, there was the year that they canceled it. And I was talking with some of the upperclassmen in my fraternity and they're like, yeah, this is bullshit. You know, I don't know why it got canceled. I'm like, guys, some dude almost died. Like, did you, do you actually read the news? Obviously they had to cancel this. And, and it was just so frustrating because they made the right move. And honestly, it almost seemed like an obviously right move. It was just super frustrating that, you know, you get together some, some dumb idiots who aren't 21 yet and, and just going to do whatever. And also the people that apparently I, from what I've read, a lot of the debauchery came from people that didn't even go to iowa state just because yeah, the consequences I mean, are a little less you know substantial with them same as 801 day you have a lot of excitement on a weekend like iowans are used to traveling for a good time and you just get a lot of people from out of town and pretty soon you got an impossible crowd to manage i mean it's just like that old adage what like one person always you know ruins the fun for everybody else it's just like mm-hmm. it's always going to happen so you know if they can figure out a way to to do you know, crowd control manage the craziness i think it can come back 
Yeah. Well, I'm shocked I'm, that like an inorganic one hasn't just popped up. Like people just, yeah. Like I, I figured that was going to happen. I also didn't think it was going to canceled for how long it did. Cause it's been canceled before. And then um, they've brought it back like multiple times. Cause they've had obviously like riot issues or whatever you want to call it. I, I was literally in my dorm on a Tuesday night and people were like, dude, listen to the police scanner for Ains right now. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And, and as weird as it sounds like, partying is not what it used to be you know like when our parents and you know a couple generations ago you know the the police were different the the idea was different people were like we I think there's way more binge drinking that happens now and like you're just gonna like if an organic bishop pops up those people are going to be completely responsible and they're like shit I'm not taking my chances with the law Mm -hmm. so I mean maybe for better or worse you know like I think it's not maybe not as fun but at the same time like maybe less people are dying. <laughs> yeah, which is probably a good thing overall. Good. <laughs> um, so I, I do want to move forward with some just Cyhawk banter, I guess. And, you know, Matt Campbell and Kirk Ferentz have absolutely built their own legacies in completely different ways at both Iowa and Iowa State. And, you know, they're both just so well-respected. You know, as much as, much as Kirk Ferentz, you know, play calling just pisses me off. I, I got a lot of respect for him because he wins games and he finds ways for athletes who I think are maybe more average than great to get in the NFL. And, and that's stuff that I have my own opinions on, but he, he certainly does and these are my respect. And then Campbell, you know, just is a great motivator. So just two completely different methods and one's kind of more um, new school versus old school. If you were to compare the two side by side with your unbiased opinion – who do you think is better for the state overall? So if you had to dump one and keep one as an Iowa, as a state of Iowa resident, you know, who would you rather keep and who would you rather dump? The crazy thing about Iowa fans is that they don't know how good they got it. And you'll get into these discussions with diehard fans that, especially a couple of years ago, that wanted Ference out. And yeah. The thing that I think he's done so well and that you just can't take for granted is the tradition aspect. You see a, a team like Nebraska struggling like they are that has completely thrown out their tradition and has to rebuild. And I think if you want to give kudos to anybody on an incredible rebuild, it's, it's Campbell. And so I think he's the most important guy in the state right now because of what he's doing and, and the hype and, and the, a bit, I mean, if he has a good season this year, then ISU is a hot commodity when all this restructuring with the uh, with the conferences happens. And like, I think that's the most important thing that could happen right now. So I, Iowa State needs to have a good year and they're setting up uh, to do just that. And I think that what he's done is incredible. I also think that Iowa fans are going to be um, in a sorry state if they get rid of Ference, which it, at this point is unquestionably not going to happen. Um, and I think that we forget that six and two, eight and four, that, that's not mediocrity. You know, that, those are like, those are bowl seasons that like, yeah, you want to compete for the championship. And I think that, you know, both teams, like I, especially Iowa state this year is poised to do a, something special there. Um, but you've got to like respect the amount of tradition that the Hawks have maintained from Hayden Fry, all like Bob Stoops, all these guys, like great coaches that came out of that Hayden Fry era and went on to do great things across the, the college football scene. So, I mean, Ference is, is very important. I think Campbell has a ch- chance to really like solidify, you know, two very solid real football programs. So um, 
you know, hard to say who's better, but I'd say that right now, like there's a lot of hype behind the clones. So we can create a graphic that just says Bryce Borkscheller, Campbell is better for the state of Iowa than Kirk Ferentz and remove all the context that you just explained there. Yep. You do absolutely we, do we have your do permission. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, for, for your guys' page, I think that would be uh, that'd be good headlines for sure. You know, it, it's it's all about um, removing the context from these interviews and just doing the most clickbait thing. So um. <laughs> for sure. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys follow like the Nelk Boys or anything, but you've got these like incredible like thumbnails and, and headers that just make you like, OK, I got to check this out. I mean, it, it, it is the game. Um, the problem that you see a lot of the times these days is like people will read that headline and move right on, you know exactly and i'm, I'm just red. as guilty of that as everyone yeah for oh who who can't i mean who has time to read everything right but um i think on an important issue like if it's not football you got to read into shit but we don't need to go into that fair enough all right bryce we need uh we need game predictions here for we'll do for the next two iowa state games so what you got scores for us for you and i and cyhawk uh you and i is not going to be a threat this year is my big prediction, which is not a big prediction. They had a, a terrible spring season. And then I don't, I don't know if much has changed really. I think it's more or less the same team. Uh, I don't know how competitive they'll even be in the FCS. Uh, so I think that this will finally be a year where the Panthers don't give Iowa state fans a heart attack. And I would guess 38 to three, 10, something like that, maybe higher. I mean, they've, they've got a lot of weapons, so I'd say it's at least a 30 point spread. You said they like weren't going to gonna be good. You, you said they weren't going to be good, and I was like, oh, it's only one overtime this year because <laughs> last time we went through three rounds, and I remember being at the game, and it was it was hard to watch. So I'm yeah. glad you're saying they're not that good. So maybe in regular time we'll beat them. So yeah, appreciate I, it. I appreciate I the insight. So, man, like being ranked top 10 and a Panther team that it maybe it, that's the crazy thing about the, those guys. And I think that like, it's hard to game plan for and like hard to not like feed into like the hype is like, you got a really big expectation for the Cyclones and you got the Panthers that are just looking to, you know, fuck shit up. So um, for lack of a better term, uh, I, I don't think it should be close for once, but you never know. And then I think in the same light with all this expectation and pressure, I think the Cyhawk game will be, will be, a tough test. I think Iowa's got Petrus coming back who has the intangibles and has like the arm strength. If he can, you know, kind of do what he did in the back half of the season there, I think they have all the weapons around him. Um, I think it should be a really good game. I, I think it's foolish to not put the clones, you know, in, in the favorite spot, but I would say it's, that's going to be a really fun, close game. I can't figure that QB out. He's just got a cannon, but he, he reminds me a lot of Tommy Armstrong for Nebraska a couple of years ago in a way. Yeah. Maybe not as maybe not as good of a runner, but do yeah, you're right. Potential through the roof, but his decision making, at least from the games that I saw, yeah. like could yeah. definitely be improved. Arm talents there, and then it really just comes down to like how he can kind of take some of the momentum from last year and and you know bring the wisdom to the game. We'll we'll see. I think that it'd be a shame with all the Tyrone Tracy and Laporta and, and all the guys we have good sit in the backfield. Like it'd be, it'd be really shitty if they don't have a good season, but it really does come down to him. Mm -hmm. Offensive line's great again. Lind Linda Baum is going to be first round pick. I don't even know a single year where you guys had a bad offensive line. So I've never really worried about that with you guys. Right. Okay. Um, 
I got one more question, then I want to do a quick little game or segment. So, and then new, I don't know if you have any more, but. No, nah, that, that's my last one, so. Okay. So, the last one I have for you, just Nebraska-based, you know, they've been, we don't need to talk about, well, you already did at the beginning of the show, they're shitty. Do you ever wish that they were a little bit better? Because, I mean, for the sake of the rivalry, you know, where is it? You know, I'm never going to wish against the winning streak. I mean, what is it, six yeah. or seven years now for the clones and the uh, the Huskers? So, you know, I, I think it's going to be that time where it'd be fun to see them be more competitive again. But at the same time, like, it's always good to beat Nebraska. And it's just been so, like, it's just easy, easy, like, as soon as that final kick goes through or, you know, we end up smashing them, like, it's just easy engagement. Like, oh, once again, Huskers suck. I was doing great. So, I mean, like no. Taking I, candy from a baby. I'm, I'm fine. I, I like seeing the suffering. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so the segment I have for you, or game, whatever you want to call it, I don't even know if this will be fun or not, but <laughs> we'll try it out. It's sure. called IO in or IO out. So essentially, I have a list of just random things, and you tell me if it's a currently good for the state of Iowa or currently bad for the state of Iowa, or if we were to do this thing, if you think it would be good for the state of Iowa or bad for the state of Iowa. Okay. So Iowa or IO in or IO out, Coors Light, the Blue Mountains. I think Coors Light is the equivalent to Bush Light, but you're just never going to get Iowans to believe that. So Iowa out. It's out. Iowa out. Okay. Next one. And, and I've talked with a lot of Iowa fans about this. He is, he's interesting. Adam Woodbury. Uh, so, so overhyped. I mean, we were so excited the years with Woodbury and Giselle and like, nothing I mean it just I think underperformed <laughs> like no offense I mean I I'm not gonna not support an Iowa guy but he's out and, I and, love I mean, that man you're, you're giving me some good answers today I appreciate it just just honesty just raw honesty I mean especially when you like you're looking for the guys like Garza that come in with zero hype work their butts off and then like become great like those are the kind of guys that you're excited about when you have an overhyped guy like you're waiting for him to not do all the things you're excited about. So, I mean, those years with um, Utah and Woodbury and those were, those were special years, but um, you know, I wouldn't trade those for, for this year's like uh, squad, you know, Jay Bowles. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Iowan or Iowa bending the state border to incorporate Omaha and steal Omaha from Nebraska. So basically is it too tormented from the state of Nebraska? Or is it still chill enough to, you know, come over to Iowa? I'd take Omaha. Omaha's a good – you know, I'd take another zoo. Iowa needs another so zoo. So, Iowa in. I like uh, that. Iowa in. And I think that would be the best thing for Nebraska, take them under their, our wing and, and make them good again. That's fair. Okay. Iowa in or Iowa out, the Iowa Penis State Fair logo becoming the new permanent logo for the State Fair. Iowa in or Iowa out. Needs to happen. I agree. You know, get a lot of conversation around that. People yeah. will think it's funny. That's that's one of the better things I've ever seen. And I think that we're underutilizing that joke. I totally agree. Iowa in or Iowa out, Iowa weather. Here today, gone tomorrow. I mean, it's like that flaky girlfriend. You know, like you just don't know what you're going to get that day. 
Um, you got too much wind in the winter, polar vortex will freeze you to death, too much humidity and, and uh, heat in the summer. I mean, this summer has been ridiculous, so that's out. Out, that's fair enough. Okay, and then I think this is our last one. I-O-N or I-O-Out ranch on pizza? This is going to be a, a shock probably, but I don't eat ranch. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, but I will say this, it absolutely deserves to be mixed with pizza. Like so I win. It, it's I win. It, it's it's very I win. Um I just don't what about pineapple prefer- on pizza? Is that yep. I win? Oh, it's not I win, but I'm I'm all for it. It's the best okay. thing. Yep. Fire. Just personally in then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that those are both personal opinions. If we're going like the general state, I think consensus is probably no pineapple and, and plenty of ranch but that's just not how i roll Ooh, i just came up with a new one so the hyvee big four classic obviously gone um iowa in iowa out adopting a missouri valley rivalry between nebraska creighton and iowa and iowa state that'd be fun uh creighton always felt like kind of a pipeline for iowa kids especially uh um during the quarter years that those are those are uh my roots for sure and um i would love to see that i i think that's always kind of a fun like creighton drake is always a good game or has been previously got some good history there so i'd be i think that'd be a great time all right i'll win awesome bryce well hey i don't have any more questions um liam and newt unless you guys have some i really do appreciate you giving us the time man and yeah we we should do this again sometime maybe after the cyhawk game see if we can get some more banter there i would love to actually trash talk you guys this year for once but We'll see how that goes, I guess. <laughs> For sure. I, it should be fun regardless. And like, I'd, I'd totally be down to come back on. I, I think that you guys just need to keep plugging away. The content is great. I've been following now for what a year. And I think it's, you know, it's got all the makings to be a really good page. So keep doing your thing. And I'd love to hop back on sometime. All right, man. Well, hey, we appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you very much, man. Yeah. Take care guys. Let's, uh, let's have a good football season, huh? Absolutely, yes, man. Sure, Ever, everyone go listen to the Iowa Chill Show. It's very awesome. Bryce and Nate do a great job. They've got some great interviews as well with Luca Garza. My favorite one was with Tim Flattery, Moonlight Graham. So, you know, keep Tim's doing great. your work there. It's awesome stuff, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Bryce B., the Iowa Chill TikTok star. He's not a TikTok star. His name just kind of sounds that way. We are here to do our season preview for Iowa State. We're going to go through, give our predictions for every single game, maybe some off-the-field off stories. Season starts today is Sunday. We're recording this on a Sunday, so season starts in less than a week. Exciting stuff. First thing I want to bring up, Mason and Newt, I was going through the Iowa State depth chart because I was extremely bored at work this weekend, and Rory, our dear Rory Rawling, program favorite, is listed as the second kick returner. So I never hope for injuries. I never hope for injuries. Let's go. So I mean that's that's number one kick returner. It's Jarrell Brock. So I definitely don't want him to get injured. (laughs) So uh I'm just I'm just saying if Rory gets a return this year, I don't care if he goes like five yards, (laughs) it'll be it'll be something special. It'll be better than like the that would Swift kick so. earlier. Right, right. Okay, so let, let's get into it. Let's get into it. This, this is going to be a good breakdown. So we just talked with Bryce. Let's let's get some score predictions and uh, 
how the UNI game is going to go. Hopefully no overtime, like we brought up in the in the uh, interview. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, I, I am so always worried about the first game of the year. Like, I am too. Worried. We always start out slow, and it's normally not fun to watch because it's way close, and these are the games that should be cakewalks. But I think you and I is down a little bit. So that makes me a little bit more optimistic. But I, I feel like it'll be like 31, 14 or something like that. I think we'll get out slow again because that's just like who we are or kind of how, how we start. But um, I think the, the talent discrepancy will just be a little bit too much for this game. So I totally agree. And I hate to be an echo here, but my biggest fear was you know Bryce told us that you and I wasn't anything too special and I'm taking his word for it but at the same time we always start out slow every single year it feels like we start out slow and I mean you know that's why they call it Brocktober usually we hit our stride in the middle of the season or toward the end of the season I don't know I, I just never had much confidence in these games despite how good you and I or even Iowa is for that matter on that year it's one of those in-state rivalries or rivalries, however you want to call it, with you and I, but it's never an easy game. I don't think it will be an easy game for us, despite the talent discrepancy. Um, I don't know. I think it'll be a little bit more lower scoring. I'm predicting like a 24 to 7 game. I think I think we'll still hand, like handedly beat them, but I think it'll get really ugly for the first half, and I think maybe third, fourth, fourth quarters where we'll start putting up the points but I think it'll be a really slow start overall and I mean call me cynical but Iowa State's never been ranked this high it just sounds like sounds like a recipe for us to absolutely uh I don't know maybe make it a little bit closer than it should be you sound yeah, like well, State fan, so I sound like what so ma- you sound like an Iowa State fan <laughs> I am an Iowa State fan. Cautiously optimistic. So, mm-hmm. so the so what I will say, and I don't know what your guys take on this, is that I kind of want it to be a little bit closer than like a fifty-five to zero blowout. That way, we're a little bit adversary adversity tested going into the next week. What I don't know what you guys think about that, but I don't hate it's not that. good for. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I All mean, right. it'll kind of maybe get them to focus in a little bit more because. They already have obviously a shit ton of hype going into the season. So, you know, sometimes I don't know. I, I, I still think regardless, they're going to be prepared well for Iowa just because I think, you know, everyone's heard like Campbell sells and be parents, all that kind of stuff. But um, it, I, I do think kind of, you know, getting challenged in that first game will, will kind of wake them up a little bit and can usually be beneficial. Well, that's a good segue to the Iowa game. William, not to steal your thunder. Yeah, but go for it, man. What I think is just so interesting is usually teams with a little bit more tenure can start off the season a little bit stronger. Um, and usually more youthful teams struggle toward the beginning of the year, maybe find their stride a little bit later on. So it's it's kind of like what what cyclones are we gonna get? We got we have a lot of tenure on our team, a lot of proven leaders. I, I could list off at least 10. And there is a part of me that thinks we got these guys who have been here. They know the, like they know the deal and they know how to play. And I think we could really see them come out really strong and just dominate you and I, which I think could potentially um, maybe put us in a bad spot for Iowa. I, I, I totally agree with you, Liam. I don't like the idea of blowing out you and I, 
I kind of like testing ourselves at first. And, and I hope it's not one of those situations where Iowa State just plays terribly and, and we still um, win. I want it to be one of those where you and I just happen to play very, very well against us. And they usually do, honestly. Um, and, and I want to see you and I's best. So we are coming into week two with that adversity that you talked about. Because this Iowa team, I mean, if you look at the roster, I do think we're better. I, and I, <laughs> I thought we were better last year and two years ago. I know we didn't play them last year, but I've, I've confidently felt this way for at least a few years. And we always find a way to lose. I mean, that muff punt two years ago. So, oh, so I, we don't talk about that. We don't. We should have. That did not happen. We'll cut it out. What we'll muff? Cut that one out, okay, Liam? <laughs> I never saw that on Twitter, which pun are you talking about god damn it but it's it just it freaks me out and honestly i'm jumping ahead but i am gonna have i was i'm calling that iowa state's probably gonna lose to iowa off of maybe three points or less i'm not gonna give an overall score just because i i'm i'm way too afraid to give an, a score two weeks out without seeing how we perform against you and i but i i told myself i'm not gonna call iowa state beating iowa until until we do it, until Campbell does it, and and honestly, I just think there's so much noise with this off season, and honestly, Iowa's off season that they had as well. I, I, I there's so much uncertainty there that I'm I'm not confident enough to actually say that we were going to win, especially when we haven't in the past five years, six years would you, now. Would you guys would you guys say so? Iowa has Indiana their first game. So assuming both teams win, uh, obviously games and names probably have college game day there. I would argue almost that this is the most important game for Iowa State in the last 20 years. Not the biggest one, because obviously we had the Big 12 championship, but I think the most important, because this this game is going to completely set the tone for the rest of the season. This is the one that, like, the guys have had marked up for two years. So I'm not sure what your guys' take is on that, but I would say it's the, the most important game in a long time for this program. Yeah, I mean, I, it's the only team that beat yet either. So, like, it, it has that, you know, of regular opponents that we play. He just hasn't beat Iowa yet. We haven't beat Iowa in a sport for, like, a, a basketball or a football game uh, for a while. It's been – it's just been long. It's been long. Twitter's been long with it. Yeah. Uh, so, we uh, – I, I think it's definitely big, too. I, I um, you know, I hate being that, like – conference games are technically more important and all that kind of stuff. But like, yeah, I think every Iowa State fan just really wants to like win this, this mm-hmm. game specifically, because it's just like, it's the only sort of like, you know, only thing that Campbell's proven he hasn't been able to do yet. Um, and obviously he's only had, uh, you know, a select amount of opportunities to do that. But, you know, we also really like to beat the school out East and we don't like them. Mm-hmm. They don't like us, so it's it's definitely gonna be big. They're gonna be ranked. Um, you know, they play Indiana, and Indiana is ranked higher than them too. So, like, their first yeah. is gonna be, you know, ch- challenging, and you know, that's that's certainly something that you know um, they'll be test. They should be tested early on as well. So, um, but yeah, I uh, Mason, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on to your prediction because I was gonna be the guy who says that I'm not gonna say that I was say. Ooh. Because our listeners are going to hate us. 
I, I know. Now I, I think they're like, going to win. I think, I think they're going to win. Thank you, Liam. Thanks for bailing <laughs> us out there, man. <laughs> yeah. One of us has to say that I would say it's going to win now. So I guess I have to do that. So um, I'll, I'll say that, but I'm in the same boat. Like it, it's, it's the other thing is like, man, Kirk, Kirk fans, he's a good big game coach too. Like he they, is. they, they rarely have, games where they don't show up against really good opponents um you know they're always a challenge they they have great line play and dude when you can control the line of scrimmage you're, you're in a football game and so you know that's a, weirdly one of i would say strengths this year is, is our line and this might be one of the first times going in there where like we're not going to be overmatched or like i'm not going to be as worried about our offensive line's ability to you know handle iowa's defensive front as much like they still Mm -hmm. have a good defense and everything like that but like yeah so i don't know i i I, uh i'll I'll say that i would say sure wins i don't feel great about it i am going to be a wreck all day i'm going to that game it's going to be fun (laughs) my stomach is going to be just in knots um and i'm going to be anxious the entire time i'm not looking forward to that but should be fun (laughs) Along those lines, though, you can one thing for sure is that you guys, none of us can deny is that the scenes in Ames, Iowa, that day are going to be incredible. You got tailgating, and you enough Kirkwood grads to fill up almost the entire entirety of Iowa State. They're all going to be wearing so many Walmart saying saying they're a junior at Iowa, studying whatever engineering or some shit. Like, dude, you go to Kirkwood, right? I mean, that's how all of them are. Biggest Iowa fans never went to Iowa. Yeah, it's yeah. it's always gross seeing the little the, the Tiger Hawk logo too. That's that's like one of my favorite things about not living in Iowa is I don't ever have to see that logo just out in the wild. So. <laughs> Do they think it's a good looking logo? I mean, I, I I honestly think it's a pretty good logo. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it's not a right. black letter I with the word state over it and you're guessing. Okay, well I agree. I don't I don't like our Iowa. current logo, but I think our previous logos have kicked ass. Um going back to what you said though, Newt, that's why I'm struggling to find words on how to break down this Iowa Iowa State game because we usually don't have the line play to even match. And that every single time I've seen Campbell play against Ference, we played Ferentz ball and that's how we lose. We get into their rhythm. And that's the style ball that they play. They can control the line of scrimmage a lot better. And then we're playing their game and we end up losing in their game. So now that we have at least, I I think, a very suitable line can maybe control the line of scrimmage. um, I think we just really need to find a way to keep the momentum going and just play at a very fast pace. And if we can control that, control that speed of play, then I like our chances. Otherwise, like, I I can't confidently say we're going to do that, though, when we haven't in the past five, six years. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to leave it at that. I, uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. Fair enough. So, so I just want to ask you guys, we're all on this topic, and I hate to bring it up because I, I already discouraged you all from talking about it earlier, but a lot of pretty much all of our flaws last year, because – we didn't really have that many, pat ourselves on the back a little bit, but a lot of them came on the special teams and it was a catastrophe. I mean, mm-hmm. have you have you guys heard anything? I, I read somewhere that we got a five-star kicker, which no one ranks ESPN except for pretty sure this came off of like Reddit. So uh so yeah, that's my source. But have you guys heard anything about special teams and how do you think it's gonna play into 
this season because it was a it was a mess last year. Beside Roy Wong, yeah. Roy Wong, beside Roy Wong, I know that our kickoff guy this year is hopefully supposed to be able to get it to the end zone, so that's good. Um, but Thank God, it's true. It, we have so many games where we've let we've played an amazing half of football. Like the defense has been phenomenal. They haven't done anything. And then we go to kick a field goal or something, it gets blocked and returned the other way. And now the game's like close. And it's just like, it, it happens so much with us too. Just like field goals, kickoff, punt returns, like all this kind of stuff where it's just like, it really is a huge aspect. And it's something that like, I have not felt good about our punt team since we were just awful and punted all the time. But like- I get nervous as hell whenever we line up to punt. I do. Yeah. But same, same with like, just- just kickoffs, field goals. The kickoff, the kickoffs are so brutal. I mean, how, pick up an Iowa State soccer player. He's got to be able to make it to the end zone. Like there were, there were instances where we couldn't even make it to the twenty fucking yard line. Like, how, how are you a D one kicker at a top fifteen program, and you can't even make it to the end zone? Come on. I mean, yeah, I don't know anything about so. kicking, so. And that's what the game's going to come down to. Like, and that's what a lot of our games are going to come down to is, is mm-hmm. for big games. It's like, you can't have slip up on, on special team. Cause it's, it's, you know, Rory said, it's like, it's when you have the, a change in, in the ball, it's huge. There's always, it can be a huge change in field position with it too. It's, it's very important. And it's, it's very frustrating to see it. Like, you know, cause it, it always feels like something that you just like, are automatic or like when you played video games as a kid, it's always just like, oh, okay, yeah, my kickoffs weighs and just boot to the back of the end zone. Field goals are easy. I can, you know, whatever. It, it seems so automatic, but like, man, uh, special team slip ups are uh, definitely our key year. And I would love to not see nearly as many this year. Um, I think that's a really hot take by me, but yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see what Spicy happens. News. Is, is is Connor Asali still kicking field goals, Mr. Uh Mr. 30 yard? Mr. 30. I think anywhere outside of that, I'm a little terrified. I think we got him for one more year, I'm pretty sure. Am I wrong? Yeah. I don't think so. I, th- I, th- I think he's around he's on he's on there for one more year, but I'm not sure if we're gonna I don't know if he's transition, gonna transition, you know. He's I don't, on the twenty twenty one roster as a place kicker, so he should be. Okay. Because I know we got a new place kicker in, so I wasn't sure if he uh, he took the ass out he thrown. But... All right, he took the well, ass out of the well, throne. Yeah, the ass out of the throne. <laughs> that was um, a good one. So let let's let's segue on to the next game. So so obviously that's our biggest test, one of our biggest tests of the season. Going on to the next one, and hopefully we win this game by hundred points. Because I've heard that UNLV. This is going to be in the Raiders stadium in Vegas, which is cool in itself. But I've heard that UNLV is within the top 15 of the worst programs. That's in the what nation. I've heard too. Yeah, so I, I can't are, say I've watched them, but I have not heard anything remotely threatening about them. Yeah, we're playing it's like last year's JV team. <laughs> yeah. But. I think that'll be one of those games where. I mean, after having such a big initial, like, you know, I mean, you and I is big. I get, there'll be a lot of hype and, and whatnot with it. Cause it's just in-state stuff. And then Iowa. So, you know, it'll be a nice sort of like break before. Yeah. Up before conference play in the big 12 and yeah. Conference play gets going. So um, yeah, I mean, my prediction with that is I, I'd be shocked if 
there's any sort of bad result there. So bet Iowa State on that one. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, All right. So, so next one. So, so, so far we've had consensus of win loss win with you guys agreeing on everything. Let's see. Once we get, we're going to conference plays right now. The ball's in my court. Speaking of court, we have everyone, America's favorite criminals, uh, Baylor next. <laughs> Iowa State versus Baylor. Um, <laughs> predictions for that game? <laughs> I don't have high hopes for Baylor this year. I Because they're – Brewer's gone, right? Charlie Brewer? I feel like I think he trans- so, yeah. transferred somewhere. He was really the only thing that I thought was, you know, remotely decent out of their program as well as Rule. But if they're both gone, I don't really know what else – you have to fret about so i would give that one a a w for sure i'm not gonna say for sure with it but um i mean they do have a pretty decent defense i think they're gonna have like one of the better defenses in the big 12 this year but i don't think their offense is gonna be anything like crazy good so i don't think they'll put any well they'll get points up but they won't get probably won't give us tents again um and and that's that fight somewhere. Sean Oakman is going to come out and try and fight fight my <laughs> Matt Campbell or something like that. Probably yeah. Wait, I didn't realize this is at Baylor. That completely changes the narrative. No, yeah, I I, I still think they're going to win, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think that that stupid home field advantage. How unfair was that? That I don't oh, know how that there was like a forty degree it. difference between the two sidelines. Yeah, it's literally talk uh, yeah. about home field advantage, just straight up cooking your opponents. If they, yeah, if they give us fans or some sort of shade, uh, give me Iowa State. If not, I mean, shit, coin toss. Okay, the next game, and I think I'm going to place the first ever outside the lines podcast bet. So I will amputate my left pinky toe if we lose to Kansas at home. Okay. First ever outside the lines bet. I will do that. I will do the pinky bet kind of similar how big cat does it, but what's, <laughs> what's your guys' take on this absolutely embarrassing program? Um, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I probably feel as strongly about this one as I do UNLV. So um, this will hopefully be a relaxing Iowa State game. Let's let's put this in the in the win column and move on. There's nothing more to say about Kansas. Okay. All right. So so let's move on to another Kansas team. We have Kansas State absolutely destroyed them last year. That was a fun game to be at. That was like so, a high. Oh, that game was one big highlight tape. It was awesome. Yeah, that one was very nice because wasn't that also Campbell's first win over K State? I think. No, no, Rose. no. The 2017 ended Schneider. No, that wasn't 2017. It was 2018 where it was 2018. we had that fourth quarter comeback. Yeah, it was amazing. It was so cold, but yeah, that was awesome. It was that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I don't know a lot about K State this year. I haven't seen a lot on like Twitter from their fan base and hopes. I mean, they always are gonna kind of be what they are, um, which is normally like not not elite talent or anything like that but they usually play pretty hard they they try and grind out games and um and everything like that so i mean we always do struggle against them like i, I do. never yeah i'd never find them as it's, like the this threat, year too. We, it's just it's a hurdle that we've 
struggled with what, what has it done? Like they had a 15 year win streak. I feel like I got that wrong, but they're, they're never an easy out for us. So they won like nine in a row, I think on us before that though. Was it nine or 10? I think it was nine. It, they were, it, it was, was like nine, nine okay. one score games, but it was all Casey. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. Yeah. I don't so. know. I really don't know about K-State. I think this, this one could be one of those where I think we should win and I think we will win. So I'm going to give them a W. But this is probably one of those away games that I feel a little shaky on. Aside from the Oklahoma game, this is the away game that I'm most afraid of, I think. For no other reason aside from just our history with Kansas State. So I'm going to give them a win, but I, I don't know what the spread would be. But um, assuming Iowa State would be favored to win there, I would not say Iowa State would cover. I think it's going to be really close, a really close win for Iowa State. Yeah, I'll, I'll be in the same boat. I don't need to add much to that. That's okay. So that puts us so five and one consensus. Moving in the next one, we have Oklahoma State. What you guys got? W. It's homecoming. I don't know. I just Oklahoma State is very good, and they do scare me. Um, they honestly remind me a lot of ourselves. I, I think Oklahoma State, at least the past five years, has played very similar type of style to Matt Campbell. So I've always respected Oklahoma State. They're one of my favorite teams in the Big Twelve. Just from purely the sense of watching them. Um, but with homecoming at Iowa State, I think people are still a little pissed off from last year too. I, I think we're going to win that one. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's going to feel like a revenge game for a lot of Cyclone football players. And I, I think I think it'll be a good homecoming. <laughs> oh, boy. I want to knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> Oklahoma State always worries me. Um, you know, Gundy gets the boys. Uh, they always show up against Iowa State too. It feels like so. Um, not not my favorite. I, I don't really know if I like like. I'm gonna be back for this one too for homecoming, and like I don't feel great about it. I don't know why Oklahoma State just always like they. They're just weird. They they give me that that weird feeling, and it just it feels like, I don't know. I don't like it. I'm not gonna say a loss because I do think that we are like just still probably a little bit overall better than them and everything like that. But this would be one that I would not be surprised if it's kind of like they come out flat or it's homecoming and they're distracted a little bit and Oklahoma state really kind of shows up. So plus like, you know, if we're halfway through the year, this will kind of be when, if things are going very well for us, when we'll start to hear a lot of hype, you know, and, and people will talk about us or, or whatever. And that, that can always be challenging too. When you got that target on your back and you're going late in the year and people want to start playing spoiler. So. Mm -hmm. Hey, I just had a dumb idea. So every year for homecoming, I think Iowa state should implement that their opponent has to sit through at least four yellow cow skits as a <laughs> intimidation, intimidation factor. Um, because if I saw that and I didn't go to Iowa State, I would never want to return to Ames ever again. So, dude, when you speaking of yell like hell, you know, if aliens were to ever invade our country, our world, they, they would just think, what the hell do these, what does a species do? You know, just waking up every day, going to work, coming back home and turning their brain off. But specifically, yell like hell, if you had an alien watch one of those performances, I don't know what the hell would happen. That's, that's one of the weirdest it. things that Iowa State ever does. And honestly, Oklahoma State, 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They they might tear us apart after seeing one of those, like at least online, because it's one of those things where all Iowa State people love it. But if you're not an Iowa State fan, you're you're probably prone to make fun of it. And I can't even right, really blame right. you for that. Right, right. Well, well, maybe in the future I'll we'll call Pollard after this. Um so so next game, team of the best chemistry in the Big 12, because they're all cousins. Boom, boom. <laughs> West Virginia is next to Iowa State at West Virginia. What's your guys' take? I'm taking a W there. I um I will take a W as well. Um, I have good luck watching Iowa State and West Virginia play in person. I'm 2-0 when they played West Virginia. Um, Are you going this year? And I've gone to the game. I will be going to this one as well. Okay. Um, because it's only about an hour and a half for me. So it's West Virginia's fun. I do root for them when they're not playing Iowa State in the Big 12. Me too. They're kind of one of my favorite uh, teams in the conference. So, but I mean, we smoked them last year. It was beautiful. It was like one of my favorite Iowa State games because I wasn't anxious or nervous at all because it was just like a beat down. Um, I think West Virginia will be a little bit better this year. Um, Mm -hmm. Second year with their new head coach, right? Yeah. So, um, but I do think that this is one that um you know I, I don't think it'd get too dicey being a morgantown worries me a little bit but i just i think the talent discrepancy is going to be too much here i actually think west virginia is going to be a sleeper team in the big 12 i don't i think we'll win um this would be this is kind of like, like my my number three number four prediction i i could see them surprising people and honestly landing at number three in the big 12 honestly i I just I like the way they play. I'm very similar minded to you, Newt. I think they're one of my favorite teams to watch in the Big 12. Uh, I would say Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia are probably my three favorites to watch. And second year under the new head coach, I, you know, we'll see. I, I I think that they could definitely surprise some people this year just simply having the second coach or the head coach under a second year. But I, I I feel confident about the game. I think Iowa State's going to win that. All right, so. Moving on, let's see where we're at right now. So we have seven. All right, so seven, seven and one is our prediction right now. Coming up next, let's all flash it. We have Dang. arguably, arguably the most. So this one's arguably the most exciting game, nerve wracking game, at least for me. I don't know what you guys think of last year. Was that Texas game and then missing a game winning field goal towards the end? We have the Texas Longhorns. We're back. Um, what's your guys' take on this game? This is going to be a huge one. I mean, we have, we have three big games coming up out two big games after this. So what do you guys think? Um, horns down. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Um, I would say real cool and say that's, I, uh, I think, um, I'd be shocked if I would say it doesn't show up for this game. I, th- I think we play Texas well. Um, I do too. And I really think that, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll also get Texas later on in the year and they'll probably already have like three losses and be disappointed and all this kind of shit and, and whatnot. And they'll probably already be looking for a new head coach or the boosters will be wanting to buy them out. So like, um, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh roll clones here. So uh, calls either. That's the best part. We're leaving the big 12 officials. <laughs> That, that'll make it extra sweet when we get that win because then yeah. yeah that that'll honestly look good for us at looking at if we do look for new conferences and we 
we've beaten both Texas and Oklahoma a fair few times. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, you guys are going to hate me. I have. Oh, you're giving Texas I have a the, win? I, no, just let They don't show up. In... I, I have them losing. Disavow. Okay? Disavow. This yeah. is the worst you're off the like, thought process. Maybe I'm just trying to bring a little bit more pizzazz to this, but this isn't that great of a thought process. But I saw that they're, I think it was their true freshman QB uh, was announced the starter over Casey Thompson. I personally thought Casey Thompson was as good, maybe even better than Sam Ellinger, just from like this short stints that I watched him in a little bit of his high school tape too. And just seeing that he got beat out by this other guy, it scares me. It does. Um, and uh, I really don't know. Cause I think Iowa state and pretty much every other team is going to play Texas is going to give them their best game just because of the nature of the off season. But I don't know enough to give any prediction either which way. And that's, I think that's kind of why I'm leaning toward the L here, just because they're overrated. They're the most overrated in the conference. But I think they also tend to play us well for the most part, too. And I don't know. It's not that great of a thought process, but I, it scares me. It scares the hell out of me. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong, though. I hope you are, too. Me as well. Yeah, I can't believe you just said that mason that we're potentially gonna lose texas but i understand you're being realistic i understand so so next we're we're moving on another texas team we have texas tech november 13th this is at texas tech what's the takes boys give us some spicy takes this this is just the same thought process as honestly us against iowa the past few years i'm not gonna have texas tech beating matt campbell until they can prove (laughs) to do so so win column for me (laughs) I agree. I was going to pull that stat, um, but you got you beat me to it. So I, I'm in the same boat. I Texas Tech is weirdly like the one opponent I always like feel the least nervous going into for like Big Twelve stuff besides Kansas. Um, but like I don't know. Campbell just shows up. They they sh- they've showed up at home on the road. Um, I don't think Tech's really supposed to be anything too crazy good this year either. So um, you know. I'll, uh, I'll I'll say roll clones and dub. Good choice there. It's gonna it's gonna have to take Mahomes wearing the most elaborate disguise ever for them to uh, take us down. I think so. I don't even know if Mahomes can do it, man. Shit, seems like that. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, all right. Uh, last two games of the year. I know what your answer is going to be for one of them, but this next one I do not know. Because it is the Oklahoma game. This is at Oklahoma. Are we planning the flag this year, boys? What do you think? New answer first, dude. I don't want to answer, man. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the Oklahoma fuck? Is tough, man. They're tough. And they're uh, like actually kind of came around a little bit. Last they did. Two, which that, that worries me the most. Like, and we, we just, I don't know. I, I've I've actually like the last couple of years I've I've always seen the Oklahoma game in person like the two years prior to this and both times like it's been just like we score they score they score we score like it their offense is so good Spencer Rattler is gonna be good oh man he's insane it's, just, it's tough because I mean I, I don't know it's it's definitely gonna be a test it's at the end of the year too you never know about like health and stuff like that too um 
it's obviously in Norman and whoever probably, I mean, we could play them again in a couple of weeks if we're, we're fighting for a big 12 championship game birth too, but it's, it's going to be an extremely important game. If there's even potential for like CFP implications on it and stuff. And, you know, there's, and Campbell loves to play against Oklahoma. And I think they know that now. I, I think that's the other thing too, is like, you know, um, they know that they got to show up for it because Iowa State loves to play Oklahoma well. And it's a great quality that we have not had historically at all. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. But it's just, it's going to be tough. Uh, that's, that's what I'm going to say. I, I don't feel terribly confident. And I, I just think Oklahoma might have a little too much offensive firepower. So, I mean, I think I, I hate to pile on to anything ESPN related, but I, I think they are hitting the nail on the head with Spencer Rattler. I think he's going to win the Heisman. Um, I think he's not only the most talented quarterback, but I think second year in the system will be really, really big for him. He scares me the most. And yeah, they have improved tremendously, especially toward the end of the year with their defense. It really does depend on health. So not to use it as a cop out, but I do like that we're playing them as one of our last games of the season. I'm going to give them a loss though. Um, Just too much, too much that I'm apprehensive about to confidently pick Iowa state here. Uh, however, I'm jumping the gun, but I, I do think we'll meet them again in the Big 12 championship. And I actually, I, I think if we play Oklahoma in the championship with one loss to them earlier on in the season, I think we would actually take that Big 12 championship there. So if, if that's how it plays out, I'm okay with losing Oklahoma in the regular season. Um, but of course, you know, that, that doesn't help our chances on getting to the Big 12 game. So for Big 12 championship game. So we will see. So. So I don't even know if I need to go over the last game. It's it's TCU. I'm assuming you guys don't have a whole lot to say about that. When it, it'll worry me if we are doing very well and it's our last game of the year and we can somehow Iowa State our way of like messing up. That's what yikes. Yeah, I agree with that. That's all I'm gonna say on that one for now. But so so it's I mean chalking up two or one or two losses uh if you count mason's mickey mouse texas loss uh that's three (laughs) losses so let's say let's say we we just lose against oklahoma we get to the final um and we beat oklahoma and there's we get to the big 12 championship we beat oklahoma and i mean the question is do you guys think we could potentially make it in to the college football playoff which sounds Sounds like I'm doing some sort of really serious drug that I would say Iowa State's going to the college football playoff. <laughs> I mean, what's what's crazy is a one loss Iowa State team absolutely deserves to go to the college football playoff, but we're, we're we don't live under a rock. We've seen what ESPN has been doing, and I think New, you were the one that told me that their committee decides who goes into the CFP. So with with that, I. I could see it being like a really, really big hassle with I was a one loss Iowa State team trying to get into the college football playoffs with maybe uh, I, I wouldn't know who else would be there. But if if we're the only one loss Big 12 team, I think that we need to get into the college football playoff. And I think that's almost inarguable. But just knowing what's happened this offseason, it really does scare me. And I, I'm not trying to be cynical, but I think that's a very realistic thing that could that we could face for the end of the year. So we should, will we? I don't know. One loss worries me because we're Iowa State. And I also think with Oklahoma not doing great in CFP, it doesn't help the Big 12 for them to take That's us fair. Big 12. It's 
I don't know. Um, I would love to be optimistic about it, but like if we're one loss and you know, you're, if you're going to assume that like Bama and Clemson probably go undefeated this year, make it back in the playoff. Um, and then, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, it depends on the other conferences too, you know? Um, but I think literally because our name might be Iowa State, it would potentially prevent us. If our name was Oklahoma on one loss, they've shown that the, they'll put Oklahoma in, but I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I also feel like that's just, I don't like to buy into that hype because I feel like that's just also getting uh, prepared for disappointment. So, oh, I totally agree. But we're, I we're Iowa fun State fans. That's what we do best. I mean, that's yeah, what we're bred for is to be ready for disappointment. So, yes. it's fun to play these hypothetical games, though, right? <laughs> kind of makes you feel like we're here. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, it was Chris Falica who had the take last year that we were going to be in the college football playoffs or i think he said we had the best odds to go to the college football playoffs and after the game on everyone was just shitting on the guy for for bear and then um we actually started to take over the big 12 a little bit and hey it didn't look too absurd when we were ranked six at the end of the year so anything can happen and injuries 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 i don't know if we stay healthy with our current starters i i really do feel this is the most confident i've ever felt about a cyclone football season um, ever. And that scares me on its own. So I'm probably, you know, setting myself up for disappointment here, but it, it could be very interesting season. We'll see. The thing that worries me the most is we have the target on our back now. Like, yes, Campbell as a program, he's never had to do that. He's been able to play like underdog, you know, and now it's okay. They're ranked seventh the national media is recognizing it. Like last year we started off with a, a terrible loss and then we had to prove that we were good. Um, and, you know, I didn't even think the Louisiana loss wasn't even bad because Louisiana was actually a, a very good program last year. Um, but so, so like, and this is going to be different. This is what makes the games like, you know, K-State or, or TCU, these teams that are, you know, middle of the pack, but Hey, if they, if they get a win over a, a top 10 Iowa state and play spoiler, like, that's um that's worrisome and you're gonna get every team's like best effort because yeah have us or Oklahoma circled on their calendar this year as like a game that they really want to try and win which isn't just hasn't always been the case with Iowa State and and who we are so I I just that's that's kind of the thing that trips me up the most is like we're gonna have to play really well week in and week out because we're gonna get most teams best efforts because they're gonna want to you know come at the team who's been doing pretty well in the big 12 the last couple of years. So. Yeah. It's, it's cool to look at. I'm on C on, excuse me. I'm on CBS's website and all of them have Oklahoma winning at one and Iowa state at two. And those are the only two predictions that are, you know, a full consensus. So, okay. Aside from Kansas being last, but it is, you're exactly right. The target on our back is bigger than ever. And that alone scares me because usually we play with, the, with an underdog mentality and that's how we found success just to kind of be the little guy that's scrappy. But the little guy has grown to be a big guy. And now we did paint that target on our chest and it w- it'll be interesting to really get every team's best. And I honestly, I love it that way. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I would want to play every team's best. Like I said, I think uh, I want to play you and I's best because I think it'll shape us or put us in better shape for the Cyhawk matchup for the beginning of the season. So we'll see. I don't know. Okay. Right. So, so let me, let me wrap that up. That, that kind of 
went through all the games and what could potentially happen after the regular season. Let's go through, and I'm kind of springing this on you guys right now, but let's go through three players that you guys each have that you're watching out for and just sort of what you're watching what watching for from them. Fucking tongue twister this season. <laughs> so three players, what are you watching for? Mason, go ahead. Um, I don't know if you meant just Iowa State, but actually – I meant Iowa State, but feel free to say national players too, or Dowling players if you're (laughs) okay. (laughs) Throwing some high school athletes, best athletes in the state. Um, No, well, I will go to Iowa State in a bit here, but I think Max Duggan actually is the QB, the QB for TCU. I think he honestly could put on a clinic, and I think they could be very sneaky this year. I, I don't think they're very you know, preseason, I don't think they're ranked to be anything special, but I think he's a very special quarterback. I think he's a third best in the big 12, at least from what I've seen. And, um, and I, I think if he really gets that offense rolling, then they could really surprise us. But for Iowa state, um, I'm really interested in watching Jirel Brock this year. You know, he's had to play behind the shadows of amazing running backs. I, I think he was on when we had David Montgomery, but nonetheless, at least Kenny Nwangu and of course, Brees Hall, you know, those are tough guys to play behind, but you know, credit to him. He's, he was one of those guys. I was genuinely afraid he was going to transfer because he is that good. He is insane. And I'm just so pumped to get him some touches this year. Uh, you know, Campbell does use his running back. So having him at second string, you know, second string, you never want to be second string, but the way he'll get used in that offense is I, I think Campbell will use him quite a bit. And I'm really excited to just kind of watch his game transfer from, you know, sitting on the sidelines, watching some of the best go at it for the past couple of years and seeing what he's learned. Um, and man, I, I'm so pumped for him. And I would say a couple other guys, um, Greg Eisworth, you know, we, we saw him in and out of some games last year just due to some injuries. So I'm really curious to see how he's came back from those injuries. I, I kind of, <laughs> you guys are, aren't Avengers guys, but I compare him to vision a little bit because he just doesn't make mistakes. That means nothing to you guys, but maybe a few of our listeners will appreciate that. So I, I don't think we'll ever see a Greg Eisworth who is um, in a bad spot. I think he's just always going to be solid for us. And then uh, thirdly, if, if I if I have to pick only three Cyclones, sheesh, come back to me on that. Who, who are you thinking? Um, I'm interested in uh, Milton this year just because he was hurt all last oh, year. And I think good pick. He, was kind of like a, a key component of our offense that we had to sort of – we expected just, you know, he normally takes the top off defenses, stretches out, keeps them a little bit honest. And when, when you don't have that, that's tough offensively. And especially with just where our wide receiver talent was last year, it was, you know, we had lost Hakeem um, and we probably had one of our weaker wide receiver groups that I would say it's had in a, a couple of years. Obviously we saw um, X step up and he, he oh, yeah. really well towards the end of the year. Um, so I, I'm excited to see that. I, I'm excited to see him improve. I mean, it's going to be his senior year. Um, he's going to have a, a full off season, normal off season with Purdy um, and everything there. So I'm very interested in the, the wide receivers specifically. Um and then I, I, I'm a, just like corners in general. I, I think that's kind of our, our one area where I'm not too like, and it's probably, confident. but it is, you know, 
it's very important. Um, we have a great, a great defense and, um, our safety play is amazing with Asworth and Ashim, but, uh, you know, the corners, corners can maybe get targeted a little bit and the big 12 has, has great defenses. So, um, I do mm-hmm. about that. So those are probably my, my three though. Cornerbacks not really a player, but I think well, I was about to say Anthony Johnson. I mean, he, he's shown flashes of greatness. Um, I believe he's our cornerback. Yeah, he's on a safety. Um, so he definitely got to watch him. And my third would be Joseph Skates. So I've always just found him to be such an interesting athlete on a roster. You know, he's, I think, the fastest guy on our team, if not at least top three. And he was a four-star recruit coming out of high school, got in the doghouse early on with a, a suspension before he even started his first season at Iowa State. But from what I've been hearing, I think Brees Hall said that no one can guard him in camp he's unguardable and if you were to watch any of his highlights from last year you know you can see him making plays against Kansas State um and I believe he had he and Hunter Deck was connected on a on a throw as well I can't remember who that was against it was Kansas so both Kansas schools um in, in both of those plays he just runs past his guy he does look very dominant so I would really like to see him get in the lineup I think he's going to be a redshirt junior this year so I believe he has another year um, after this one, of course, depending on how the season goes for him. But I'm really excited to see him show his stuff. I don't think he's even scratched the surface yet. And I think he's going to be one of those guys that a lot of Iowa State fans um, hopefully haven't forgotten about. But if they forgot about him, they're going to remember him this season. So, okay. so just reading, reading through, and this is a callback to where we were at earlier, but according to this uh, depth chart, Connor Sawi is not going to be the place kicker this year. It's a guy named Andrew Mevis, M-E-V-I-S, who's a transfer from Fordham. So if I had to, if if I had to pick one, I mean, I think I keep harping on special teams, but it was such an issue last year. I remember going on Twitter and just being like, "How the fuck does Iowa State not have a special teams coach?" I don't even know if that's true, but it was hilarious to think about. Just like a very good program, not having a special teams coach. So um, I did hear that yeah. too. I, I think there's a little bit of truth to that. I don't know how. I don't think he has a designated special teams coach. Yeah, I think it's just, just someone's like, hey, you, you take that. Yeah, yeah, you played soccer I mean, in high school, graduate student. Like, go for it. I mean, <laughs> you're big on the soccer transition to football, aren't you? Football to football. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, right. Okay, so so that wraps up our episode on that note. Uh, Thanks to Bryce B for the interview. You just listen to our our football season preview. Really excited. Boys, less than one week away to Cyclone football. Uh, Very excited to get back in Ames. We'll see both of you for the Iowa State game. Go check out BNC Fieldhouse. Mason, New, any final words, or is that just a roll clones? And I know Newt's going to say roll clones. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, really excited for our next guest. He's a big play guy. I won't give his name right now, but um, was on the Iowa State 2017 upset Oklahoma really eccentric personality so it should be a really good interview excited for you guys to check him out on our next episode but other than that yeah super excited for the season roll clones roll clones baby